0: Hi, I'm Kate LeBlanc. Hi, I'm Leah Crowley. Right? And you're listening to r Five Cents. A podcast brought to you by the University of Rhode Island student newspaper, The Good Five Cents Cigar. This is your walk to class. All the news you need to know and the time it'll take you to walk from Keeney to Swan. What are we going to talk about today, Kate? So many fun things. First, maybe welcome back. Welcome back. We took a week off. We had some nice rest. R&R. Yeah, if you will. Um, a lovely vacation, but ready to be back and finish up the semester with some great podcast episodes. So thank you all for tuning in.
1: And so today we're going to be talking about the
0: Christiana Amanpour Lecture with Abby
1: Phillip that happened. Uh, we're going to talk about potentially one of the Kate's best stories. So I'm hearing. Who would have thought? About graduate dean. Yes, gradu- the graduate school dean. Graduate school dean, as well as flu, Blue. COVID, sickness, Health services, crazy stuff. Is struggling. Yeah. So
0: stay tuned for all of that and more on this week's Your Walk to Class. <laughs>
1: that was good. Was it very PBS of me, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Thank you
0: very much. Thank you. Was our last episode, John King? Yes. Good for us. Speaking of CNN anchors. CNN people. Right. Let's talk about two more. Two. Christiana Amanpour and Abby okay. Phillip. Gotcha.
1: So Christiana Amanpour has... The Amanpour Lecture, which is an annual lecture that generally um, is given by a journalist. Yes. And I think Christiane Amanpour herself, who is a URI alum, head of CNN's sort of international
0: department. She endows it every year, meaning yep. she like pays for it. And then I also believe that she does, if not make the selection, makes contributes a large amount to the selection of who talks because I know
1: actually that she told us the story yeah so Christiana Amanpour was the lecturer in 2019 and the way it happened was I suppose you or I had said something to the effect of like would it be possible for Anderson Cooper to come when they were talking to her and she was like you know what I don't know if he is if he can but I'm gonna do I'll just do it myself and that's (laughs) sort of how it came to be
0: that's funny so anyways this year's was Abby Phillip Abby Phillip Abby Phillip is a CNN anchor. She hosts Inside Politic on. Politic? Singular. It's Inside Politic? It's politics. I said singular politics. Oh my God,
1: I was going to say CNN. That's a horrible <laughs> name.
0: <laughs> so, Abby Phillip is a CNN anchor who hosts Inside Politics on Sunday as well as does other programming throughout the week. Um, she took over that role from URI alum, John King, which we talked a little bit about last week. And she came to the university virtually to talk with community members, journalism students, everybody about honesty and authenticity in political journalism. She also answered student questions, which I thought was great as well. Did, it was you, did awesome. you ask a question, Kate? I did. Did you sh- it get answered? That, well, we did, like, um, Harrington students were able to sign up for a uh, post-talk oh, really? discussion with Abby Phillip. You were there. I know. I'm kidding. I was there. And <laughs> I was able to ask her a question there more one on one, which was a really cool experience. And I know Leah got to ask one in the chat at the bigger lecture and she got that answered with the typo and all. <sighs> yes. Yeah. A minimal typo. They put it up on the screen. I was trying
1: to, you know, they had first asked if there was any questions and there hadn't been any in the chat. So I was scrambling. Yeah. And so I was like, How did your how do you believe your print your career as a print journalist? Influence your career as a broadcast journalist. Right. But instead of print journalist, I had been reworking the question, left it as journalism. It was up on the screen with the typo and everything. But thankfully, Dr. Kathari had me covered. I think she said it the way I meant for it to be said. And thankfully, I don't think anyone noticed. No. But I noticed.
0: I only noticed because you texted me immediately and said, oh, my God, there's a typo. Yep. And I said, I didn't see it. Well, it was a great experience, nonetheless, and it was one of the greatest Amenbore lectures, in my opinion. I thought it was a really strong presentation and talked a lot about very key components of journalism today um, that aren't discussed a lot. Because A lot of the times, like old school principles are taught, like always separate yourself from the story. and um Abby talked a lot about how sometimes you have to recognize that your biases and your perspectives are part of the story and you just need to be honest with your viewers and audiences that you have those as well so that was something that I really had never heard before mm. I don't know about you I mean I don't think I've necessarily heard that specifically about
1: like acknowledging your biases although I know that it is a journalism principle that if you have a connection to the source you should divulge right. it or the story um but it did remind me a little bit of Christiane Amanpour's lecture because her big takeaway from that was be truthful, not neutral. Right. You know, even though it might seem political to call out things like fake news, you should still call it out because you your priority is to the truth. Although what Abby Philip was saying was slightly different. I felt like it had the same sort of message and that the truth is the truth. I don't know if that's yeah. making any no. sense whatsoever.
0: I know what you're saying, like, be authentic to your audience about yes. what the truth is and really speak out on that. And yep. I also think that that has become, well, maybe unintentionally, like, a key theme in the Amanpour lectures over the past few years. I know yes. Ed Young talked about it a little bit. Um, I thought that was really important. So I enjoy that URI hosts I host these every year and does such a great job with finding journalists to come talk.
1: Yeah, especially I feel like, you know... We're a state school, yeah. not necessarily known for our journalism program, um, but I think it's great that they've had such influential and powerful and important speakers every single
0: time. Exactly. So. Kudos. Kudos. So and I
1: believe you can watch it on U- on the Harrington School's YouTube now it was if you saved. want to.
0: And also, if you would rather not watch it, oh, I don't know why you wouldn't, and you'd rather read about it, you can check out my story on com.
1: Go oh, check it out. <laughs> if you're going to watch it, also check out The and Story. Thank you, Just, Liga. Just
0: check out Kate's story, period. Yeah, so with that, I feel like maybe we should transition into kind of some more boots-on-the-ground campus stuff. So yes. for those of you that don't know, maybe we even talked about this last podcast. I genuinely can't remember because I feel like it's been going on forever. Something is going on at URI in terms of health. Students oh, are, right. like... Flu numbers crazy, strep numbers wild. Health Services has seen unprecedented numbers of people requesting appointments and trying to see them um, than ever before. Yeah, which is correct. something I did not realize. Uh, but Alan Reynolds, the director of Health Services, told us this in an interview with web editor Leah Popovic, and I think that's really interesting and crazy. And also, the flu season hitting before the real winter time when yeah. students are usually getting sick is again unprecedented. And just everybody has been sick that I know. I'm sure you're the same.
1: Yep. I personally had a cold. Um, I actually, it was really funny. I'm going to expose myself, but I saw a TikTok about a girl joking about how she can't handle being sick anymore because she hasn't been sick for two years. And it had like millions of views or likes and everyone was like, wait, we're all sick right now. Like, it's, it's like a thing. Yeah. Like, I swear. And I feel like normally this is the time where people are getting their flu vaccines. Mm-hmm. October, November. Exactly. It's definitely going around. I know of multiple people who've had the flu. Um, COVID cases are also up. But majority, a vast majority of those are with unvaccinated individuals. I will say the university does publicly disclose that information to the community. But yeah, just that health services. I wrote a story a couple weeks ago about they're at capacity. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point where... People have to wait for appointments. You can't just get an appointment the day of to see somebody. So definitely people at work. You know, I feel like just everybody is getting sick. Excuse me.
0: (coughs) Myself included. Many a cigar member have been ill. We've had to kind of change some stuff around because of that. But. Most people are on the mend now, so I'm hoping everyone else is feeling better, and health services did confirm that their numbers have gone back to normal. Students are now able to get same-day appointments again, which was not true of a few weeks ago. They were booking out two, three days at least, Mm -hmm. um, which obviously was causing students more distress and more um, sickness just continuing, so it's good that they're back to normal and handling the numbers. And since this is our last
1: episode before the holidays, we should also say that health services want students to get tested before they travel
0: yes 48 hours before you should get tested um if you can't remember this check out their ad in the cigar this week wow but yeah so they're doing a whole campaign on like get tested before you go and get tested when you come back 48 hours for both Um, just so travel period be safe yeah exactly and i guess last but not least we'll talk a little bit about a story i wrote just now yes so Leah knows a little bit about this, but I'm very passionate about the grad school and the Graduate Student Association. Wrote a big story on it, sophomore year. You can check it out on the website. but Or um, listen to the first couple podcast episodes.
1: Shameless plug. GSA. It'll be, if you gotta scroll all the way down. Scroll all the way down to
0: the first two episodes of this bad boy, and that's where you'll find them. So this week, I profiled the new permanent grad school dean, um, Brenton DeBuff. He was the associate dean. DeBuff? Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, that name sounds familiar. Did
0: we add another DeBuff to the list? No. They're only, same guy. Okay. He was associate at the time of when I was writing the story a couple years ago, sophomore year. Um, then he became interim head of the grad school and then got the formal permanent position. Um, he's a really fun guy. Comes from the Midwest. He grew up in Iowa on, like, a farm. And then he immediately moved to New York City for his master's degree afterwards. <laughs> and I was like, how do you how do you go from living on a farm to moving to new york city and he's like you know i just love new york city like i'm the only farm kid that does you know what fair i thought it was funny so yeah but he's really great he was that country kid who dreamed of the big city exactly and And he did it it's actually ironic i'm talking to him I'm, i'm talking about this on the podcast because i said to him i was like oh like do you mind if we do an interview i'd love to talk to you write a profile about you like promise i won't write i won't do a podcast on you and he was like yeah that sounds great (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh so is he aware is he
1: aware? oh he's listening
0: to the gsa podcast Ooh. he said they were great
1: oh that, thank um, you thank you dean
0: yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so all good things all good
1: things in today's episode yeah posse vibes um but yeah he's a posse vibes i haven't heard that before really no i love posse vibes i like posse vibes as well um it took me a second i was processing. it's cute it's it quirky cute.
0: But yeah, so I had a great conversation with him a couple weeks ago and he's a really interesting person. Like I said, comes from a cool background, very passionate about chemistry, also passionate about the grad school itself and seems like he's going to do great things with developing it in terms of student support, programs, admissions, financial aid was a big thing he talked about. So yeah, check out the print piece. I think it should be good. I'm very excited for it to run. What do you mean you think it should be? It's not done Pride, now. confidence. <laughs> It will be. Thank you, Leah.
1: It'll be great. Thanks. Thanks. So is that all for this week? I think that's it, Leah. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Crazy. Q um, do, 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 Biscuits. Q do, do, do. Biscuit. So check out the paper on stands now. Also check out the newscast on
0: our website, roadiesigar.com, or you can find it on social media at Roadie Cigar. Although we just came back from a break, we're going to be gone again next week due to the Thanksgiving holiday, but I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving, enjoy the time with your family, um, and we will return the first week of December. Travel safe, get tested beforehand, eat a lot of turkey, or a lot of veggies. <laughs> right. You know, turkey has tryptophan anyways, like you want to Also, Also, tur- I don't know what that is. It makes you sleepy.
1: Okay, I have heard of that. Um, But turkey is... Hot take, turkey is the least important part of Thanksgiving. Completely agree. In ter-
0: you do? Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, the actually, sides are t- 10 times better. Yeah, I agree. I have had this debate with Jason Phillips, one of our news editors, for the past couple weeks. Tell me then, he does not claim that turkey is the best part. No, he he agrees with me. that okay. it is also the least important part. And we wrote an article in turn about Thanksgiving hot takes, about how like turkey sucks yep. and everything else um, is way better. So yeah. I haven't read that yet, but our social media coordinator Morgan wrote it. And she is hilarious, so I'm sure it's an interesting article.
1: Best sides, obviously. Stuffing. Mashed potatoes. Yep. My aunt makes great Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels Brussels sprouts. sprouts. So good. Thanksgiving food's, like, fun and comforting, and you get to watch the parade and vibe, so. Oh, absolutely. Parade is one of the best parts. And Mm -hmm. then after, I also saw an article today that people who decorate earlier for Christmas are happier. I never used to be until I went to college, Mm -hmm. because then I would be like, I want to be home when we decorate the tree. Right. So I'd make us do it right after Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I've yeah. become a changed person since just because the lights make me so happy. I think that if people left their Christmas lights up longer, or just lights in general, yeah, you know, whatever holiday you celebrate, just put some lights on your trees. It makes the nighttime so much nicer in winter. Do
0: I, so okay, my mom would hundred percent back you up on this because okay. for a couple of years, there was a few years where we would leave our tree up, our tree up all year. Like we would get a fake <gasps> one, she, we would leave it up all year, the entire year. She would take the ornaments off and she would decorate it for the seasonal holidays so like valentine's day st patrick's day that's incredible halloween now we get real trees so she doesn't do it as much but i mean and with that i mean i think everybody
1: that is such a that is such a good fun fact
0: hi mom so
1: to everybody happy thanksgiving shout out to our listeners in brazil oh and ohio and washington state where apparently there's a lot right and the less than one percent of you in kazakhstan
0: (laughs) thanks for listening thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast we'll see you